I'm Jonathan Hayes of the St. Louis Battlehawks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is March 20th, 2020. This is For the Love of Football, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. Today, we are looking back at the very best from weeks one through five in the XFL. This is episode 123, and we're giving you the top five XFL moments so far as chosen by an esteemed panel of Bryant and myself. And I cannot wait to reveal <laughs> these top five moments, Bryant. It's going to be a fun countdown sort of show. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we, you and I debated all week of what we're going to put into this top five moments. And I think it's going to be a lot of debate afterwards, but still a lot of moments to be had in the XFL. So I'm excited to get to our top five that we pretty much agreed on, I would say too, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't uh, too much of a of a back and forth setting it up, but maybe we'll get into some arguments as we reveal the top five and may, maybe make some cases for other stuff. I don't know. We definitely want to hear from you what you think the top five XFL moments so far have been. And you can, of course, hit us up at XFL Show on Twitter or call directly into the XFL fan line, 724 565 for XFL, where we're still getting calls, Bryant, still getting voicemails, still getting people hitting us up on the fan line. People, uh, we, I saw we got a few of people who live in non-XFL cities saying, I hope in 2021 we get a team. Everybody wants an XFL team in their town so far. Expansion, people, oh my God. People already talking expansion. I don't know about that yet. That's a whole other discussion for another show. Uh, but also people calling in with their stories reminiscing about those five magical weeks of XFL football in 2020. And if you have those, we'd like to speak directly to you. So hit us up on the XFL fan line or at XFL show. You could slide up in them DMs. They're open, right, Bryant? We got the DMs open. They're always open. 724-565-4XFL or at XFL show. If you want to be on the show, talk to us face-to-face, but social distancing, of course, via via video messaging. And uh, we could discuss – your uh, awesome XFL moment. If you have a cool story or something you want to tell us, we definitely want to talk to you. Yeah, we do, Alan. And that's that's kind of the beauty of this all. It's how we started, just telling our stories on this podcast. So if you have something to tell us about the season, what you look forward to, what you like the best, if you have debates on our top five moments that we're going to get to a little bit later, uh, let us know uh, in the comments, anywhere that you can get a hold of us because our DMs are open or on the XFL fan line. Yes, sir. And you know what? We've got a lot to get into on this show today, so let's start getting right into it. And we will tell you that that XFL app is what you need to have to follow along with this show each and every single episode to keep up with the league as we all progress through this craziness in 2020 and hopefully get back to some normalcy in football. Uh, But if you want to keep up to date with the league, the XFL app is the place to do it. Of course, XFL.com, but you could have the XFL app right here in the palm of your hand. Download it today real time you could get, get real time drops of this episode right here it gets right to the xfl app it's right there if you want it there of course you can use your podcast app too but 
I'd, I'd watch the videos now. We got video now. Fancy setups that we're putting together, Bryant. Looking good. I got my Battlehawk shirt on so everyone could see. We're, we're, we're making this thing a thing here on the XFL app on XFL.com. We are making this thing a thing. A thing. Alan. Yes, this is more than just a podcast <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. Now. This is a thing. Making thing. <laughs> maybe make that, maybe for our top five XFL quotes, you could throw me in there, the fold with June Jones and Winston Moss now. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Get the XFL app. You could customize it to your favorite team or follow all the XFL teams. Uh, it's your source for everything XFL, and it is for free in the App Store and Google Play today. All right, let's dive right into it, Bryant. We have some things to talk about. First, the think and dunk around what we've seen from the league uh, this week. And really, of course, not a lot going on anywhere in sports. So you got you to gotta pick, pick the good stuff and really be searching for it. And we found some cool stuff. I mean, if you're on XFL.com, that article, I don't know if you read it about Josh Johnson, the, the journeyman quarterback. I mean, it, it, was, it, it, it was a great article. And he even tweeted out uh, this week, Bryant, how he misses football dearly, just like we all do. Uh, but I highly recommend people reading about the L.A. Wildcats quarterback on XFL.com, the old guy in that locker room in L.A. <laughs> Uh, Alan, I went back and I watched the Tampa Bay Vipers LA Wildcats game because I was there live, so I wanted to get that feel of watching it on television. Uh, Josh Johnson's coming out party, as I've said many times, in terms of leadership, uh, that team was was looking good. They're, they're, the chemistry, we've talked about the entertainment that they've had, uh, maybe a little foreshadow there, by the way, uh, that they have on the sidelines. Um, the Wildcats were coming together, and I think Josh Johnson, more than anyone, was passionate. He was ready to lead this team, and he liked this team a lot. The coaching staff was there in place as well. It's unfortunate we didn't, but Josh Johnson, man, I guess one day we're going to have to have the list of players you hope to come back in 2021. It's See, this the stoppage of the season, is, is it's horrible for any football fan, but then you think about guys like Josh Johnson bouncing from team to team in the NFL, just kind of a, they called him a victim of the business. And he finally gets a shot at being the leader on this team and he's killing it, putting up these huge games, uh, you know, two highest scoring uh, games by any XFL offense in the first five weeks, Josh Johnson uh, gets, it gets cut off. So I feel him when he put, if you're watching the YouTube video, you see the Josh Johnson tweet. Uh, but if you're listening to the podcast at headache, on Twitter said, I miss football. And we was really just starting to understand the whole picture as a group at XFL Wildcats. And I mean, we've got those Winston Moss goggles, you and I, Bryant, we're we're believers, but I mean, I legit thought LA was kind of storm Norton and back into this, into this Western uh, race. (laughs) So Josh Johnson's not wrong there either. Yeah. They had a couple of, they were going to go up to Seattle and then they had a tough test uh, at the Battle Dome, I think, in Week 7. But I was looking forward to being there for that Week 8 game against the Roughnecks. A true test would have been for them. Uh, from what I, you know, I've known that. I've, I've gotten to be around that team, right, uh, more so than any other team just because of I'm here locally in Los Angeles. And to see the chemistry, to see that entire organization from bottom to top, you know, social media and 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 media relations and everybody, it's just one big organization that they all love each other, they all have fun. Uh, you got to remember, this team spent how many weeks, Alan, on the road? They were in uh, Las Vegas for yeah, mini camp. They talking to about for December, camp. you were on the road yeah. until the until week yeah. three. They were really yeah, basically week two. I think was their first home game. But or week two, you're yeah. right, Alan. It was yeah. 
so a team that pretty much bonded uh, because they had to. And and from what I've seen, it would have been great to see this team succeed even more. And they're just a lot of fun to watch. Entertainment. We talked about it. What was it when we did our uh, our what would you call those the other day when we did those the L.A. Wildcats were and I put exciting. Oh, the superlatives. That, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Superlatives. Yes, there it is. Yeah. So so, so. that's that is uh, definitely uh, something. If you're looking for some XFL content there's been some good stuff on xfl.com that was one of them the josh johnson article also outside of that i know right before we started putting this show together tonight bryant um in st louis local uh, i believe tv station had a jordan tamu uh skype call they did that i definitely gotta gotta be watching after we're done here tonight uh i, I can't wait we're gonna be hopefully checking in with some of the players see what they're doing how they're riding this out as well um but that that that's really cool that these players are, are interacting on, on social media with the media still as you know we're all here desperate for some football but you know it's a it's a different kind of time we're in so we're 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 all playing it safe hopefully football will return but you know what we did get to watch some football on St. Patrick's Day Bryant so let's get into that and in this week's cover too coach I, y'all doing way too much arguing and complaining call plays Stop that. Stop it. All right. If you missed it, I'm sorry for you, but you could still stream these games, I'm pretty sure. FS1 on uh, St. Patrick's Day this past March 17th ran a XFL marathon. They had no live sports to air, Brian, and that cable network uh, put the shutdown on on their, their shows, their studio shows. So it was a perfect opportunity to get people reacquainted with the XFL. And I know uh, XFL Twitter, uh, fans on on Reddit, Facebook, people were all talking about these games in real time, watching them that day. I know I caught a glimpse of, of some of them, but uh, no football just really hurts. And that, that you know, it didn't, it didn't completely mend the wound, but it, it helped. It helped me get through that day in particular. I don't know about you. Uh, it did in, in a sense, I've had many bottle feedings late at night, uh, where I just put on an XFL football game, you know, to watch it. Uh, it's, it's quite entertaining, entertaining, uh, man. I, and Alan, I think in the middle of all of it, I just tweeted out, Are you okay there for those uh, on the podcast feed, Alan is caressing his, cool. uh, St. Louis bottle uh, hacks football, bottle, battle Hawks football, my, my battle okay. Hawks okay. ball. This is what I got. This is what I was holding while I was watching those games. The other day, well, I appreciate yeah, no, FS1 doing that. Hopefully, ESPN will do it too, Brian. I mean, if they're looking for stuff or fans to sink their teeth into, that'd be, you know, re-air those games. There were some instant classics in there. There really were, and now, and I tweeted out from uh, at XFL show, uh, we miss you hashtag XFL. We really do, and it, it made me want more football. And I think that's what the XFL was counting on before the season starts, and what they're counting on going into the, uh, future uh, seasons. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing that fans are missing XFL football in particular and uh there's there's plenty going on in the football world. It seems like outside of, you know, the the real life situation, the the news cycle around that, the only other news that you're hearing is football news and that's because <laughs> the NFL still has their off-season stuff going on uh with their, you know, players signing all over the place and of course that brings into question uh the XFL because, well, XFL players are out there with the league stopping the regular season. They're going to be XFL players 
when they're available, we have to stress that when they're available, who can sign with NFL teams. And right now, uh, XFL players technically are still under contract. Well, duh, the season still would have been going on, Bryant. And we knew beforehand that when these players sign the contract, they go through the the end of the regular season and, and you know into May, and then the NFL would have you know had a crack at maybe calling some of these players to play in that league, but. We want everyone to know if you were curious or wondering, yes, these XFL players, probably a lot of them will get called by NFL teams to go to training camp. But right now they are still under contract. The NFL has also instructed uh, their own teams that, you know, don't reach out yet because it's just the contracts are still uh, they're still live. Still have to honor them. But uh, we know that the XFL plans on, uh, you know, we've heard from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network uh, that before that the XFL planned on letting players eventually, you know, start pursuing their NFL, uh, their NFL endeavors. But uh, the other day, earlier in the week, Tom Pelissero did send out that tweet that the NFL told clubs tonight it is working with the XFL to finalize procedures to permit NFL clubs to sign XFL players. For now, the NFL clubs remain prohibited from discussing employment with players under contract to the XFL, which stop the season because of COVID-19. So XFL players to the NFL, not not just yet, Bryant. It will eventually happen. I would, I mean, I have, this is no inside info. This is just my guess, but I'm assuming probably pretty soon um, because the XFL, it, you know, th- this is the conscious effort that, you know, this is now a new world. These players need to go try to make some money, and I'm sure that they'll uh, have that opportunity pretty shortly. Oh uh, yeah, I mean the XFL was never you know shy. Oliver Luck was never shy about saying how they want players uh, to be able to sign with NFL teams, and you know these are unforeseen circumstances that I'm sure that they weren't prepared for. Yeah, a little uh, once earlier. Once the season ended, all, <laughs> once the season ended, all these contracts were supposed to be expiring anyway. But I think teams uh, in the NFL are wanting to sign XFL players. I think players in the XFL want to go to the NFL. And I don't see why the XFL would hinder that. So I think they're just working on the legalities because you got to remember, and I'm pretty sure it's in the new CBA for the um, uh, for the NFL, is that any player under contract to play football anywhere else uh, cannot play football for the NFL. Yeah, and you know when they when they start making that jump, we will talk about some of the players and you know discuss what we we expect from them uh, in in the NFL if any XFL players do get called to training camps and sign with any of those teams. Of course, we're going to, these are year one XFL players. We're going to be following their careers for a long, long time. Real quick though, Bryant, who would you see if you had to pick one guy that you think is going to maybe who killed it in the spring, who might kill it in the fall too on the football field, who would be your, who would be your guest? Who would you, if you're going to call your shot right now? If I had to put it and I know everybody where everybody's going to lean, I'm going to say Cam Phillips, and that's because I think his opportunity of playing is probably greater than most of the other players that we saw uh, in in the XFL. Cam Phillips? I mean, you have a, you have a lot of uh, – I think you have a lot of candidates for that. He, he, I think P.J. Oh, Walker – We have tons, but you asked me for one. Obviously. Why do yep. you get to – now you get to – You get to. I get to list off all the names. You, yeah, and well, that's it sounds not the like question. I picked them all. That's See, that's <laughs> Jedi Jeez. mind trick. That's not the question. Uh, no, oh, if I'm man. calling it, I'm saying P.J. Walker. I know if he's a QB, he's going to be playing behind someone there. But 
That guy gets a shot. But you asked me who was now. That's a, that's interesting. You asked me who was going to be balling now. PJ Walker, I think, will definitely make an NFL roster. But is he going to get the playing time? That's, that's the, question. the question. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think I, Cam Phillips will get the playing time. That's why I think he'll be balling more. The cream rises to the top, brother. I think. I think PJ Walker's gonna would get the shot. I think it would somehow, some way. So it's interesting because Alan last year with the AAF. Um, uh, the uh, the Orlando quarterback, his name escapes escapes me right now. Um, Garrett Gilbert. He's, Garrett Gilbert, thank you. He signed with Cleveland, which he had no chance really of playing in Cleveland barring injury because of uh, Baker Mayfield. So does P.J. Walker do the same thing and take a contract, or does he find a place that actually has the opportunity to play? Lots to discuss, and once that starts happening, I'm sure we'll be talking all about it here on the XFL Show. You're right. You're right. Maybe PJ sticks around for 2021 with the Houston Roughnecks. There is unfinished business there for you, PJ. Let me just say that, too. Oh, man, there's a lot of fun to have there with the discussions. But we have dedicated this show to the countdown, Bryant. So we're about to get to that. But we do also want to tell everybody that if they want to get their Battlehawks gear or anything else like that, you need to go to XFLshop.com. That's the place to do it the online store for authentic XFL gear for your shirts, your jerseys, your hats, your, anything you need to represent your teams. Yeah, pull that thing around there. Brian, show off that that awesome generic league logo hat that a referee would normally be wearing. But we love these. Or, love or Rob Lowe. Or Rob Lowe. I need to get this pinstripe one, though. But that is exclusively, I believe, for referees. But get your tees, your tops, your sweatshirts, of your favorite XFL team. I really need to get me some sweatpants I decided the other day. Bryant, that's my next goal. Yeah, sweatpants. It's summer. Joggers. It's coming. So, so you still got to sweat? We've got to work out in them maybe? Maybe do my, my calisthenics in my sweats always. Get a better sweat there, <laughs> even with summer coming. XFL Shop has everything you need to show off your team colors and celebrate the love of football. Get your XFL gear at xflshop.com today here we go bryant it is that moment countdown time if you're ready i'm ready we are going to get into the top five xfl moments now lay this out for everybody real quick before we get to the hot read and the countdown the top five moments what were we looking for not it, it was a pretty wide net we cast here with this countdown uh that's the one we're starting with right so we we, we like alan said we casted a wide net uh, I think it's memorable. It's wow. It's not just maybe a, a moment, not just like a play. I think it's more of a well, maybe it could be a play depending on the definition, you know, how it defined the game. Very um, loose definition of I, moment because it could be many moments put together into one collective memory. But it's moments that that we remember, and I think that this uh, the XFL season in its first five weeks had many. It was hard to get them down to five. I think we could have had a list of 20, probably. <laughs> um, the moments to us of things that we remembered that we've talked about on this show that were like, wow, we didn't expect that to happen, and it actually did. Uh, you could say a lot of other things, but moments, just whatever a moment was to, to Alan and I, I guess. Yeah, and that's, and that's how we're going to leave it, and that's how we're going to set it up, and now we're going to get to it. Here we go. It's hot read time. It is the top five XFL moments so far.
Number five, Bryant. Here we go. We're going to take it to Los Angeles. Showtime with Mr. Excitement himself, Martez Carter. No pressure, but I hear you can do a backflip. What's it going to take for you to, to put it on display? Give me one more in the box. Okay, one more in the box. I'll come back. Carter flipped into the end zone. Hey, he told you he tapped. If he could get there one more time, he'd do a flip. This time, he delivered. It was a great time to call it. I had a chance to get y'all guys the up and over, and we went up, and we went over. Six to the boy. Six to the boy. In week three, the Los Angeles Wildcats took on the D.C. Defenders, Bryant, and they were desperate for a win. They needed a spark. The week before, their running back had fumbled on the goal line pretty much against Dallas. And out of nowhere came Mr. Excitement. I got to be honest with you, watching L.A. games, I don't even think I noticed Carter the first two weeks. And out of nowhere, he scores three touchdowns, and he starts the biggest party we've seen in the XFL on that L.A. sideline <laughs> during their 39-9 victory over the defenders. Martez Carter. I, the first time I ever set eyes on Martez Carter was the uh, block party at the X. The Wildcats through uh, before the season started. He introduced himself as, I believe, Meatball. I'm not even sure if that, I'm pretty sure that was him. <laughs> but uh, he, he 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 oozed enthusiasm, uh, and I'm glad we got to see it. Man, two rushing touchdowns, uh, another receiving touchdowns, uh, two flips, two two uh, flips, a couple two, two flips, uh, a couple of uh, great interviews, uh, and some promises kept by Martez Carter. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, on and off the field, really, if you think about it. I think that's why this was one of those moments where you remember, because we play this clip here all the time too, Alan. Yeah, we do. Six to the boy! Six to the boy! And he's the, he is the XFL's version of a Power Ranger too, because he said he learned all those backflips or flips trying to be a Power Ranger. Got to respect that. If you're if you're calling out the Power Rangers live during a football game and scoring touchdowns, you got my vote. That was a hell of a performance in that big Wildcats victory. Mr. Excitement, Martez Carter, number five, Bryant. Really hard to argue against between you and I. There was pretty much no disagreement there. Oh no, and don't even you can't even forget that you got to throw in a um, a two point conversion as well uh, for the man. So really, four times into the end zone for him, a great night. Like I said, it, maybe, you know, the performance on the field was great. I don't know if it would have made this list if not for the off-field uh, uh, sideline interviews, honestly. And You're I right. That's what made this. He, he, he just burst onto the scene as one of the most personable and likable guys, too, on those sideline interviews. So that definitely put it over for Martez Carter. Showtime with Mr. Excitement. Number five on our top five moments in the XFL so far. Are you ready for number four, Bryant? Four. Let's do it. To number four we go. It is time to pick your poison. Those Tampa Bay Vipers running backs had them a day in week number four. They answer it with a run and a big first down for Patrick. Finally up in and inside the 20, a gain of 17. Again to the ground game, and again it works. This time it's Davion Smith. Ball on the ground, scooped up by the Vipers, Jacquez Patrick, and he's going to make something happen. Patrick inside the five. <laughs> Davion Smith with another physical carry. He's over 100 yards. Patrick went over 100 yards. Two 100-yard rushers tonight for Tampa Bay. So 
just like number five here, Bryant, we're talking about players on a winless team week four, in week four. Vipers staring 0-4 in the face as the D.C. defenders came to the Viper pit. And backs against the wall, what, is, what do Vipers do? They strike. And they struck hard with the run game. I mean, a pair of running backs going each over 100 yards. You had Devion Smith and Jacquez Patrick dominating in this football game. And really... I would I would pro- want to say that these guys slithered through that defense, but honestly, they just rumbled and punched them in the mouth. That was a phys- maybe the most physical running we saw all season long by both those backs in week four. <laughs> uh, Alan, you mentioned over 100 yards each uh, themselves. Uh, they outgained the D.C. defenders in that game each themselves <laughs> uh, by going over 100 yards. One of the greatest stats, I think, of the season – uh, you're right. They were bulldozing their way uh, through that DC defenders. Uh, really, a coming out party for both of those uh, players. Uh, Allen, 122 yards for Smith and 108 for Patrick. It was just a performance that, man, you know, a week before that, you didn't even know that this this two-headed viper existed, <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden it strikes uh, in week four. It was a lot of fun to watch. I mean, b- both these guys were Smith, especially, was racking up some yards, and Patrick was kind of the was well. Vipers didn't have a lot of touchdowns early in the season, but you know he was thumping. But then they put it together in that game. It was beautiful to watch. Of course, we heard the story about Jacques was Patrick's father passing, so his touchdown emotional in, in this one too. And you know, again, a team that was really facing near elimination to pull it out and dominate against DC the way that Tampa did that week made me a believer and i loved watching that run game that o-line credit to them also they, they deserve a part in this moment too bryant because those guys i felt like they're like the masters of of having the running back get stood up and then pushing the pile rugby style forward tampa bay vipers did that a lot especially in week four great great if you love if you love smash mouth football that was the moment for that in the first five weeks of the xfl this was the Dan Williams game too, I believe, where Dan Williams had that cross Crazy field run, run. place, yeah, <laughs> where he ran for like ninety yards. But that got was 30. a nominee between us for maybe making this list, but it didn't quite make it. It was a great, that was a great play, uh, but this was just spectacular. Two hundred plus yard rushers and a big win for the team. I mean, it was, and especially I'm biased towards that kind of football. I loved watching it. It was beautiful, beautiful brutality <laughs> from the Vipers in Week Four. Yeah, I think, you know, 200-yard games uh, by two running backs on the same team, wow. To me, what really put this over, Allen, was that they outrushed uh, the D.C. defenders by themselves. They <laughs> that, did. This, to me, was, was the greatest thing ever. Jacquez Patrick outgained the D.C. offense. Devion Smith outgained the D.C. offense. By Taylor Cornelius throwing the ball, did too, as well in that game. A big win. <laughs> Three players on one team. Wow, that's great. For Tampa Bay. <laughs> And that is the number four moment. Let's go to number three now, Bryant. And, well, this one, I I wanted to argue for it to be number one, but maybe because it's just not safe for work, you can't put that kind of stuff at number one. But it's damn sure making the list. It's some halftime heat with friend of the show, your your personal close longtime dear good friend, Winston Moss from L.A.'s battle with New York. Shut the up. I'm talking. When adversity strikes, who are you? Do you think 
It's gonna be easy all the time. Hell no. The guys that not rise to the occasion. Are all right, Dana, over there, in New York. Hockey, what do you got? Up. You want Fourth it? Down. I'm gonna give it to you right now. This was the game, Winston Moss's coming out party as as I think the premier personality in the XFL, just my personal opinion. L.A. didn't even win this game, Brian. I was at this game. Thank God I was watching the broadcast on my phone while at the stadium because I did not miss these moments, <laughs> the moment of the <laughs> halftime in, uh, speech. But, of course, that, that this was the you want it, we're going to give it to you right now game too. Didn't hold back, though, at that halftime speech to motivate his team. Unfortunately, L.A. didn't pull it out. They lost 17-14, but the fire... We talked about it. it. That's that did ignite something in LA eventually, and I, I think they were headed in the right path because they saw what that from Winston Moss in Week Four. Yeah, the passion from that man. He he, I guess that team feeds off of it. You got to remember they they went for that fourth down. I think it was a fourth and two or something like that on their own thirty. Uh, I think it was the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken, too. Uh, that halftime uh, motivational speech. So good. So it makes me want to get up from this show and do something different right now and just try to try to um, will myself to victory, I guess, in some way, shape or form. Maybe I'll go crack some dinner or something like that and, and, and you know, crack, a, crack an egg or something. I don't know. More aggressively. But Coach Moss, regardless, the man has so much passion. I've never seen somebody who wants to win more than that man, probably. And he gets so defeated, I think, too, when he doesn't, that his his drive to win. We saw it, too, in, in week five, Alan, when he was playing Tampa. He looked like he was about to blow a gasket. I don't know. I mean, he it looked like the, the he looked like a pressure cooker. Uh, and, it's, and then it just and then the interviewed him at halftime. He was so much more calm because I think his, his team was so much closer than they were. Oh, uh, yeah. At the end of that first. Because they turned it around in the early, real quick. I mean, they probably all saw that death stare from Winston Moss. They were they were thinking in week five, oh, crap, we're about to hear what we heard last week, but even worse. And then they ended up coming back real quick before halftime because week four's halftime speech was so emotional, so raw, so rugged, so awesome. Fans were tweeting, OMG, Winston Moss halftime just now. That's what the XFL's all about. And while not safe for work, a classic, classic moment that I'm going to cherish as a football fan forever. It was great, and I cannot wait to see Winston Moss out there coaching again because, damn, there you know there's plenty more where that came from. Alan, I will say this, that during those reruns of the games on FS1, how often do you see a rerun of a game that keeps halftime in the game? Oh, yeah. reruns? Never seen oh. that, but with the XFL's ten minute overtime, I mean, oh. uh, uh, halftime, we would have the fastest over or halftime in in all of sports. And they keep them on a replay. You know, you're watching some good content at halftime of a, of a football game. Yeah, you know, people on Twitter would be like, "Hey, I'm rewatching this marathon. Where's halftime? Why are they? Why are they? Get, you can't get rid of halftime. <laughs> any any other classic <laughs> sport you watch, right? They take away all the fluff. There's no fluff. They all killer, no filler in the baseball. XFL. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, you can't take away much. The football games came in under three hours, luckily, so that's how uh, they were able to get these on FS1, but it was a lot of fun uh, to see Woodson Moss in, in his truest form, and that's just, you know, 100% no matter what he's doing. I will be coaching like a crazy man. Here we go to number two, and in, in this one, Brian, it's from what was 
one of the biggest games of the XFL season so far, and well, it was, I think, everything and then some when it came to the hype. It delivered. It was a close game, and it came down to this huge play at the goal line for the Houston Roughnecks in the first ever Texas throwdown. They got a tight end and a three-point stance. Instead, they get it to Nagel, and that play is not going to go anywhere. As a matter of fact, it's picked off. What? So week four, Bryant, was highlighted by that first ever Texas throwdown between the Roughnecks and the Renegades, and Houston led that whole game pretty much. But even with their quarterback going down, Dallas resilient and got to the doorstep of tying or taking the lead in that game in the fourth quarter until linebacker Demarcus Gates closed the gates on the Renegades with, well, I guess it was a fumble, but more of like an interception. It was a bubble screen that he picked off. And <laughs> the damnedest play I might have seen all season long, Philip Nelson comes into the game for Landry Jones, who's hurt. Flint, he moved the ball down the field. He's trying to get it to Flynn Nagel. And out of nowhere comes Gates. And this f- fumble, I put it in air quotes, seals the victory given Houston the first W in the XFL's biggest budding rivalry. I thought... That's what a rivalry game's all about. That's what big plays are all about. That was one of the biggest plays of the season for sure. Three turnovers, three interceptions by Landry Jones in the first quarter. The Dallas Renegades defense holds them to two field goals in the first quarter. Uh, it was a, a gritty game. Uh, maybe P.J. Walker's, not P.J. Walker's best game, uh, but still a lot of fun. But to see that play, uh, it had to happen in the Texas throwdown. You had to, to end the game on the goal line with a, fumble quote-unquote interception uh, it was it made if i'm not mistaken that that play also made sports centers top 10 it might have been number one if i'm not yeah. mistaken as well that week uh to to have a game that you hyped up so much that the xfl said this is going to be a rival game right this is going to be something that we're going to bank on this is something that we're going to sell tickets to the opposing fans if they want to come across cross country and across state they can and to deliver in that last play with probably less than a minute to go, I think it was, in the game, uh, you can't end that uh, anyway, any better than that. And uh, if you get if you get a chance to rewatch this game, I definitely would as well. Oh, for sure, that Texas throwdown delivered, and you know it was it came down to the wire. And anytime a game comes down to a moment like that, and that play, anytime the announcer on a play is like, oh, what, 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 what just, what just happened? I mean, that's, you know, you what? know, that's a class. Wait. He picked that off? How? How? It's a play specifically designed to not be easily intercepted or fumbled. And what a hell of a play by Gates. And it definitely is worthy. I mean, it was, if it weren't for the emotions of number one, it probably would have been number one on this list, Bryant. But number one, you know we have to take it to St. Louis because, well, Football literally returned to St. Louis in week three of the XFL season, and it is number one on our countdown. And they're going to turn it around with room on the near side. And for the first time, they get creative. And the Battlehawks have the sideline, and a kickoff return for Joe Powell to the end zone. And now they say he stepped out. No, touchdown, St. Louis. 
So week three, Bryant, we circled our calendars. We said we will be there, and we were there, and we went to St. Louis for this magical, magical weekend of football coming back to the Battle Dome. The Battle Hawks hosting the Guardians for their home opener. It had been however many days and t- since pro football was played in that town. The chant of Battle Hawks. And all the cacaws were echoing through that battle dome. St. Louis wins the game, but, I mean, what a cherry on top to get the first ever XFL kick return in that game. Joe Powell. In the return. In the return, you get a kick return. Crazy reverse, totally uniquely XFL play. That reverse on on the kick return to Joe Powell from Mumphrey. Takes it to the house. Roof blows off the joint. That is what it was all about. That weekend encapsulated in one play and one moment. There were a bunch of moments for me and you from that weekend. That's easily the best moment from that weekend. And I think the entire season so far in the XFL. Yeah. To be in that atmosphere, the battle hawks, the cacaws, the everything. And to have this play happen, I think it was just... Uh, the cherry on top of it all, uh, and it was uh, an exciting play to a, and it was added to a game that didn't need it. That's the thing, right? That, that that fan base was. We were down the goal line when I believe it was Marquise Williams. It might have been Luis Perez uh, to get this into a two score, uh, one score game for the Guardians. That, that I mean, it was loud. It was like the fourth quarter. It was twenty nine to nine or something like that. Point. This would have gotten into one possession or something like that, and and the fans were. We're having a, a good time and yelling at the Guardians. It was exciting. It was loud. And then to have this return on top of it all, it didn't need it. But it, it was fitting mm-hmm. that it happened. It was a lot of fun to see that happen. We, you and I were sitting there watching it happen uh, in front of us. Uh, you couldn't. Have, you can't write this stuff. And that's, that's what made this one our number one moment. If only Jordan Tamu was at that game, though, Brian. He didn't. He, he, you can always say he <laughs> wasn't true. there. Well, he he played. He definitely played. He just he didn't he didn't need to make all the big plays he was making in every other game because of moments like that. St. Louis. Not only did the fans come ready for football, but the team also came ready to ball out, and they did in that game. Twenty nine nine victory in week three for that special weekend, and it's that like we said, cherry on top of the Sunday. It was Joe Powell's kick return as football returned to St. Louis, the number one moment in the XFL so far, according to This Is The XFL Show. And, well, that it, it is number one because it's now forever. in. It's in this podcast. It's in this YouTube video, Bryant. It is now made official. We have done it, and now it is the law. So Kaka is officially number one, and it's the law. <laughs> Should I give him some battle hawks too, just for for good measure? It didn't need this podcast. Didn't need the battle hawks, but it, it's it was you know it was good. It was good at the very end. It was a cherry on top of that number one as well, and uh, a lot of great moments. And I'm sure there's there's plenty out there that uh, we could discuss uh, for hours on end. Uh, but I'm sure if you have a different one or if you have a, an opinion, you know, let us know. You can write in the comments below if you're on YouTube, uh, at XFL Show on Twitter. Call the fan line, 724-565-4XFL. 
because uh, you know the discussion doesn't have to end here. I mean, for Alan and I, it does because we're so you know it's it's in. We've kind of mailed in our ballots. Uh, but for you fans, uh, the debate starts now. I guess, Alan. Seriously, cannot wait to see your top fives, everybody. I'm really excited. I know people are going to hit us up at XFL Show, and of course, like Brian said, the XFL fan line. What are your moments? Your top five. Now, Brian and I really didn't defer maybe on like the placement of this list, but really other than like the Dan Williams play, you and I were kind of right on the same page with everything. So I can't wait to see what people argue against with our list here because we're kind of here. We're going to be defending this together, I think, if, if anything comes up on Twitter. I'm ready. Or in that fan line. <laughs> uh, that's at Alan Michael show. Is that what that is? If you have anything to yeah, say to him, uh, at and I'm Bryant, if you have anything to say to me directly about our list. Uh, Alan, we also didn't even mention Josh Johnson calling out his coaches all game long. I mean, like three or four times. That's another great one, too. I mean, there's so many out there. Uh, so make sure that discussion lives PJ on. PJ Walker fumbling the ball and it magically mag- dusting it mag- off, you know, me count- counting the dots, counting the X's. And Count- running it into the end zone. <laughs> he fumbled the ball. He's counting all the X-Pebble technology all over the ball. Oh, and he ran it in for a touchdown. touchdown. That was a great play. We'll see what everyone comes up with, uh, though, on uh, on Twitter and on the fan line. You can even see the, the, origin, the first ever kickoff, uh, DC and Seattle in DC. Alan, you were there for that, too. Yeah. What a moment. Right. It's a lot of great things uh, happen in the X-Files. So make sure to hit us up uh, in the comments below. If you're on YouTube, at XFL Show on Instagram and Twitter or the fan line, like I said, 724-565-4XFL. Uh, Alan, schedule change. we got to talk about this because we didn't really mention it. Yeah, slight. Slight schedule change. Slight. So Tuesday morning, still dropping episodes. And now we're just going to, because we don't need to rush these out for you know game game time as quickly, we're going to let them, let you breathe a little, and we're going to give you Friday morning episodes instead of late Thursday nights. So expect mornings with us on XFL YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. That's Tuesday mornings and Friday mornings. But, of course, you could listen and watch these shows uh, anytime once they hit once they hit the airwaves or the internets or wherever they go. I don't know. I'm not going to tell internet. you. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but you should definitely listen to these episodes as soon as they come out so you can respond quickly to us because – We've got a lot of questions we're asking you. Like this week with these moments, top five, what do you got? Let us hear from you. And, yes, that's the new schedule, Brian. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. Gives us some time to put so, so. put everything together. More particular nuances to, to what we do with, with these shows, with editing them together, making sure we take all the dumb stuff you say out and making you look as good as possible because I'm a good friend that way. Oh, yeah, you're a great friend. Subscribe and listen to us uh, now every single Tuesday morning and Friday morning on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your preferred uh, podcast app. Also catch us on XFL.com or YouTube.com slash XFL, the official YouTube page of the XFL. Tell your friends about us. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We're still here. There's no more XFL games being played right now. They stopped the season. Yeah, well, there's still this is the XFL show. We got your hookup. So make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, and interact with us while we're all sitting comfortably in our own homes, you know, chilling. Maybe you have a good burger in your hand or something like that. Listen to the show. Maybe I'll do the next episode with a good burger in my hand. That's a good idea. Or a turkey burger. Maybe maybe we'll have a a grill a grill off. Maybe we'll make some. Maybe we'll do some live 
grilling during an episode. I guarantee you my burger is better than your burger. I don't think your your burger cannot touch my burger. I'll tell you that. But time has come for us to end this episode. When we return on Tuesday morning, we'll have probably another countdown for you. We're thinking. I don't know if you have any suggestions what you want us to do on the show as well. We're open to that at XFL show. Like we said, we're going to have a lot of fun. Continue to bring you some XFL talk twice a week maybe and maybe more we'll see we could do whatever we want we've got our own studio setups right here right now bryant we have all the power we need to keep talking xfl with you so we appreciate you for listening we hope you're staying safe we hope you're staying healthy and we'll see you next time for bryant i'm alan this is the xfl show remember they're listening